your target market might gather on social media that might be in rooms like on in, or Facebook groups or rooms on Clubhouse or, or any of those types of things. If that's where your target market gathers, when they are looking for the types of solutions that you provide, then go be there, be in those rooms. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Hey there, folks. Thanks for gathering together with me for yet another episode of Profit for Coaches. I'm your host, Joss Willard, and today we are, as you may have gathered, talking about gathering places. What kinds of gathering places? Well, not your local pub necessarily, not just places where anyone gets together, but specifically, where do your target market gather when they're looking for the types of solutions that you offer? And why are we talking about that? Well, because quite simply, it's much easier to sell to groups of people that might need what you have to offer than it is to have to chase everybody down individually and find out, hey, are you a possible client for me? Great. Let me sell you something. Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must-Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to ProfitForCoaches.com and download your copy of the four must-haves for a profitable coaching practice today. All right, let's get this show started. Another Summer Quick Hits episode with clear action steps for you to take. So last episode, we talked about target market specificity versus exclusivity. And the action step that I gave you was to sit down and ask yourself, if half of my business was going to come from one target market, right? Because the mistake most people make is they think, well, if I'm going to get specific about my target market, that only, you know, I can only take business from that target market and I'm going to exclude a bunch of other people. Well, the reality is, especially if you work with me as a client, once you commit to a target market and you become a category authority for that target market, typically only about half to 60% of your business comes from that target market. Other people come from outside of that target market and ask you to make an exception. It's fine. So what that does, realizing that you're only looking at maybe 50 to 60% of your business coming from that set specific target market, gives you permission to pick that target market. So that's what I asked you to do is sit down and say, okay, what's my target market that I'm willing to commit to for the next six months at least to becoming a category authority for them and marketing specifically to them. So if you've picked that target market, our next step is to ask, where do they gather? Whether that's physically gathering or virtually gathering. Physically gathering is a thing again. We're starting to see that come back. So asking yourself the question, if this is the target market that I want to be in a category authority for, where can I get in front of them? Particularly, where can I get in front of them while they are looking for what it is that I sell, for the services I sell or the solution that I provide? Now, your target market could be limited by geographical area. Let's take a super simple 
target market as an example. Let's say you're a Pilates or a yoga instructor or a breath, deep breath instructor. Um, that's your space. And your target market is the mothers of the other kids that go to your child's school. It could be the parents, it could be the mothers and fathers, doesn't matter. But let's just say, let's get it super simple and super specific. The mothers of the other kids that go to the same school as my child. That's That's got a geographical boundary around it too, because they're within a few blocks probably of that school. So where they gather, at least some of them, and at least for a few minutes, almost every day, Monday to Friday, is in front of the school entrance. And if school starts at eight o'clock or 10 minutes after eight, those mothers are going to start gathering there, or at least showing up there, at about 10 minutes till eight to drop the kids off. So if you also show up there at about 10 minutes to eight, wearing your workout gear, your work clothes, under a coat or whatever, because it's if it's wintertime and whatnot, dress appropriately for the weather. But you show up there clearly looking like it, it speaks about who you are and what you do, right? You show up there in your costume, as it were, and talk to the other mothers. Hey, how's it doing? Da, da, da. Get to know them, kind of talk about who you are, et cetera. Make sure to stay there for a while. And then you look at your watch at about 8, 10 and say, oh, I got to go. I got to get to the class that I'm teaching that starts at 8.20 or starts at 8.30. What, what class? Oh, I'm a Pilates instructor. I'm a yoga instructor. I'm a deep breathing instructor. Again, whatever it is. And I help busy moms get the exercise that they wish they could get, but are too busy or feel like they're too busy or whatever your, your who and do what statement is, right? But you've, you find out your target market, moms of kids who go to this particular school, where they gather at those school gates or at those school doors between 7.10 and 8, or sorry, between 7.50 and 8.10, you go down there for that 20 minute period. And then you say, I'm going to go down there. My, my studio is two blocks that way. Class starts at eight 30. It's always free to drop in for your first class or whatever it is. Right. And then you go and you do that long enough, enough times that group realizes you're there, realizes that you're there to serve them. And they start showing up at your Pilates or yoga or deep breathing or whatever it is sessions. That's a very simple example of choosing your target market, figuring out where they gather so that you can show up in front of them. And guess what happens when you're doing that? There's going to be some dads that drop off kids and they're going to say, oh, hey, can I come? I'd be like, yeah, there's your 40% or 50% that are outside of your target market. And some of those moms who are busy moms whose kids go to that school are going to have friends who have kids that go to that school or who go, whose kids go to the school across the street or whatever. And they're going to invite their friends over. And again, so that's outside of your target market because your target market is the moms of the kids that go to this school, but they're going to invite those people over. And those people are also going to be, you know, if they turn out to be ideal clients, which they probably will be, if these moms are your ideal clients with as a subset of your target market, they're going to invite people like them who think like them. All of a sudden, now you have a class that is 50 to 60% people whose kids go to the same school as yours and the people that they invite or refer or whatever, whose kids don't go to that school or whose kids used to go to that school or whatever that case might be right? So there's a really simple example. If you are looking at where your target market physically gathers. Another example of where target markets can physically gather is obviously if they go to trade shows or professional certification, like they need uh, continuing education cre credits or things like that. That's where they physically gather, figure out how to show up there and speak to them. So, but what if they don't physically gather or what if they physically gather uh, only so often, but they also gather online or what if your target market isn't limited by geography? So like, what if you're like, like I am, for example, if for me, my target market coaches, other experts like that, if they speak English and have an internet connection, I can probably work with them wherever they are in the world. 
Uh, sometimes time zones can be a thing. I had a, some clients in Singapore. <laughs> that was always fun. Um, just, you know, trying to get the time zones to juggle. But other than that, like I can, I can, where you physically are located doesn't determine whether or not I can work with you, right? So that's not part of what determines my target market. So you might be the same. Well, in that case, you still have to ask yourself, all right, where does this target market, how do they identify as a group and where do they show up if they show up virtually? I.e., are there uh, social media platforms that they show up on a regular basis where there are groups? Are they constantly showing up on Clubhouse for specific topics in specific rooms? Are they showing up in Facebook groups? Are they showing up in Mighty Networks uh, organizations? Are they like, there's all kinds of places they can be. Are they on LinkedIn? Um, as a matter of fact, just as an aside, if your target market are other businesses, particularly service professionals, lawyers, doctors, HR professionals, corporate, et cetera, those types of things, business to business, a lot of them, a lot of them are on LinkedIn and you can show up on LinkedIn and get in front of them. What you don't want to do is be spammy and like, you know, the people who just friend everybody and then immediately start sales pitching them. It's a terrible way to use LinkedIn. Um, I've said before, you don't need to be on social media unless your target market and ideal client is on that particular social media platform when they're looking for your services. A lot of them, if you're a B2B person, are on LinkedIn and they will go on LinkedIn to look for the solutions, the types of solutions that you offer. Um, so two or three weeks... I'm going to be having a conversation with my friend, Anna Malikian. I've mentioned her before on this show. She is the head of education uh, for Book Yourself Solid Worldwide. And she is one of the top experts on how to use LinkedIn. If you are a solopreneur, coach, consultant, expert type person, and you want to use LinkedIn to get in front of your target market, she's going to be on the show, like I said, three weeks from now, I think three or four weeks from now. So if if you have, if you take the action step today and figure out where your target market gathers and you realize that they gather on LinkedIn, do not miss that episode. Be here. It's going to be a great conversation. I'm not sure what all we'll cover, but it's going to be a blast. We're going to talk about LinkedIn and I'm pretty sure that she's going to make us an offer or, or anyway, make some education available specifically to you guys, my listeners. So sorry, aside uh, pitch for a future episode. Point is, yes, your target market might gather on social media that might be in rooms like on in, or Facebook groups or rooms on clubhouse or, or any of those types of things. If that's where your target market gathers, when they are looking for the types of solutions that you provide, then go be there, be in those rooms, be on those social media platforms, do it intelligently, but get in front of them. Another way you can do that on social media is instead ask yourself, like if, if there, if you don't, like there aren't a lot of groups, for example, for whatever it is that you're doing, but there are social media influencers or there are big influencers for those groups that are on social media. We're talking people who get like hundreds or thousands of comments underneath posts that they make on whatever social media platform they're on. That is a place where gathering happens for your target market. You can go and actually interact with people in the comment sections of major influencers. You can go be in uh, Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups. You can do those types of things that you don't have to start your own group. You can, absolutely. But you can also go be in others. The point is, first, figure out where it is that your target market gathers so that you can get yourself in front of them. And that is your action step for this week. Last week, you chose a target market. This week, I want you to take that action step and determine where do these people gather? And here's a tip. If you can't answer that question, if it doesn't become immediately obvious where these people gather, 
you probably don't have a good target market yet. You probably have too broad of a target market. It is very, very rare that the target market is too narrow. But it's also possible sometimes that your target market doesn't necessarily realize as a target market that they are a group. For example, let's say your target market is real estate investors, and in particular, you're looking for real estate investors who are newlyweds or been married in the last two to three years investing in their first property. Well, there aren't a whole lot of groups where people are specifically hold up their hands and say, hey, I, I, I've just been married in the last couple of years and I'm, and I'm looking to invest in my first property. But they will go hang out in other areas or in areas that are, that are more broadly. So for example, if you know people who are huge influencers in the real estate investor market, so for anyone who is a real estate investor or anyone who is a real estate investor looking for their first investment, you can go show up in those areas and speak specifically to the people who are newly married and they will raise their hands individually out of that group. So it can be done. But again, one last time, your action step this week is to sit down and ask yourself, the target market that I was going to commit to last week, where do they gather so that I can go get in front of them? If you do that, all of a sudden, your marketing is going to become much more effective. Give that a shot, and we will catch you next week. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Willard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.